Which Viking player has the most approved coming out of the bye week? Plus, what's the dream scenario look like for the Vikings' backfield in 2023? It's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with Carol 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV, and on CARE 11. Monday, Reg, Vikes bye week officially over. Back to reality. Back to reality and, and back to talking to you, man. We got double trouble. Talked to you last night, talking to you today. Let's do it. Hey, did you do anything productive during the bye week or were you like me? You just sat on the couch Sunday. My dad got this red zone. I logged in. I just sit there for seven hours. I can't shut it off, man. I can't get up. I would love that, Luke, but I had to work <laughs> yesterday, as you know. Don't bring it up. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. Lots to get into, but first remember, follow along Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at Locked On M-I-N. And remember, we're a podcast to free and available all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it. We got it. Tons of great choices over there. You got the Ron Johnson Show. You got the Football Party and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor hit the subscribe button, and drop us a five-star review. Speaking of YouTube, every day I'm posting a new poll up on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube community page. Friday, I posed this question. What's the ideal scenario for the Vikings running back position in 2023? Because things are going to get very interesting here, Reg. Currently, the team is set to pay Dalvin 14 mil next year. Madison's going to be a free agent. And you still got the two young pups on the rookie deals, Ken A and Ty, who, you know, to be honest, we still don't know a ton about. Here were the four options I gave the people, Reg. Number one, you restructure Cook's contract, get it down to something reasonable. You let Madison walk. Option two, you cut Cook altogether. You save around 10 mil. Running backs kind of don't matter. Mindset that's going around the league right now. Love the guy, but tough to pay any running back $14 million nowadays. But then you re-sign Madison to be the starter with Ken A and Ty backing him up. Option C, you cut Cook again, save $10 mil. You put that elsewhere. You let Madison walk too, and you draft a running back, and you roll with kind of a running back by committee with Ken A and Ty. And lastly, you trade Cook to the highest bidder, save the 10 mil, maybe you get a third, fourth round pick back, and you re-sign Madison. Before I go through these results, I'm interested, what option just kind of comes to mind for you first and foremost? Man, look, a good running back is hard to come by. Look what the 49ers just did to get Christian McCaffrey. And look what the Rams are doing right now at running back. They are struggling with the whole running back by committee thing. And that's the offense that Kevin O'Connell just came from. You have a mm -hmm. great back in Dalvin Cook. He's a top five back in the league. Whatever you got to do to make sure that 
he's there at a, a cost-effective level. You know, I know the 14 mil is is quite a bit to to stomach, but you can restructure, you can give him an extension, especially since like even with him being hurt in these games uh, year to year, he's still rushing for over a thousand yards, and also he's just continuing to be like a uh, an Iron Man, if you will, playing through a lot of these injuries that he's getting. So he's a very productive back. I think he's still at the top of his game in his prime. You don't just let a guy like that walk. Like, you find a way to figure it out. Yeah, two sides of the coin. You know we haven't seen the best version of Cook in this offense yet, which is scary, and he's in the peak of his career right now. The other side is Madison, the backup, a lot of people know, has always looked good when he's been in there and would be a lot more cost-effective. The number one choice from the people, 44% of the votes, was restructure Cook, let Madison walk, but a close second was trade Cook and sign Madison with 32% of the votes. Just flat out cutting Cook altogether, whether you keep Madison or not, that was near the bottom third and fourth place. Interesting to see what the people thought and going to be very interesting to see what Kwesi and KOC think this time next year. All I know is this, unless he's a game-changing back like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, or he's involved in the passing game, which Cook is starting to get involved a little bit more lately, like a Christian McCaffrey. So tough to justify paying a running back 14 mil anymore in this pass-happy league. Love Cook. Lack of production this year has got some people a little concerned. Tough to, at minimum, not ask him to restructure that contract. Tough to be a running back nowadays in this league in general, isn't it? I mean, out of all the skill position players, they definitely kind of get used and abused and just kind of tossed to the side after that rookie deal the most, unless you're in that kind of elite top five, top ten category. Remember, go check out the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube page. Every day I'm posting a new poll. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a beat and go comment. Let us know what you think. More Vikings talkers to get into. Reg, which Vikings player has the most approved coming out of the bye? Which guy has you just wanting a little bit more considering your expectations heading into the season? Has to be Kirk Cousins, right? He's the guy that kind of makes this thing go. 88.7 uh, passer rating right now, which is 17th in the league. And his uh, passing yardage numbers are well below where his career average is. And I think with this stretch coming up, and we talked about it last night on Vikings Extra with you, but with this stretch coming up with teams like Buffalo, Washington, you know, you got the Giants, you got the Patriots, like with, with this stretch of games, the Bills, you need the best Kirk Cousins that you can get because, look, they do have this this nice lead in the division right now. But when things kind of get a little bit, you know, tougher with, with some of these games coming up on the schedule, you're going to need to see the best version of Kirk Cousins because he's going to be the guy out there that's going to be spreading it around and making sure this offense, as we've seen, has gotten stuck in the mud at several times this season, he's going to be the reason why they don't get stuck in the mud and why they do find some consistency on offense. So it's going to be on him and KLC to try to figure some things out so that they can continue to move forward and they can continue to win games. Uh, because like we said, you, you play with fire. You know, the, the last couple minutes of the, the halves, like Cousins is money. He's making all the mm -hmm. right throws, all the right decisions, and that's great. But some of these games and some of these teams that you play, 
you get a little leery. You're like, okay, like, you know, a team against Buffalo, it could end up being like a shootout. And if Cousins is not kind of matching that, you saw what happened in Philly, like when they just kind of got behind and, and stayed behind. You don't want to get into that type of a scenario. You got Arizona coming into town this weekend. Like, you're going to have to match what that Cardinals offense is going to be doing, especially now that they've gotten Hopkins back. You know, they traded for Robbie Anderson. They, they've got some pieces there that seem to figure out some things with their running back. Like, they are going to be moving the ball when they have it. The Vikings are going to have to make sure that they're keeping up. And Cousins is going to be the reason why they do that. Yeah, Kirk's for sure the A topic. Another guy in mind, always in the back of my mind, this guy. He's been hurt. Doesn't change the fact I'm expecting big things here coming out of the bye, Andrew Booth Jr., I just think his talent plugged into this secondary could do a lot of things for not only the pass coverage in the back end, but the pass rush too, helping gather some more coverage sacks for that front seven. Dalvin Cook, we kind of already touched on. Everybody wants to see a little bit more of him. The more splash plays, explosive plays we know he can bust out. And then Cam Bynum. I was just so high on this kid coming into the year. I said, hey, he might not give up that starting job to Lewis Seen so easily. And he didn't. But now, especially that Seen's hurt, there's no backup option outside of Josh Metellus. He's got even more pressure on him. And thus far, unfortunately, he's been one of the worst defenders per PFF on the team thus far this season through these first seven weeks. Just no splash plays like I saw last year and during training camp when he was flying all over the field. Next one up here, Reg. Will the Vikings be tested in this NFC North division? Because right now, Packers are a mess. Three losses in a row, two to the Jets in Washington in back-to-back weeks. Their offense is just downright pathetic. The Bears' offense is even worse. And the Lions, man... God bless them, man. The Lions, I'm rooting for them. Really, I am. I swear. But they just haven't put it all together yet, sitting at one and five. Remember the Vikes? We'll see all three of these teams in the division near the end of the year on the road, by the way, in every matchup. What do you Mm -hmm. think this division looks like by the time we get to that point? You know how this division and how this schedule has stacked up? You would almost hope that maybe you would have played some of these uh, division teams away first. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, later in the year, you're at home, you're feeling good against these teams. But you know what? They've beat all of them the first time through. That being said, you know, minus maybe the Packers game when they kind of dominated them a a little bit. They really, you know, they found a way to beat these other teams. And so it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. They had to come from behind against the Lions and the Bears. And so I I do think that with these divisional games, they are kind of giving them a run for their money, Um, talking about the other teams to the Vikings. And so those are going to be tough. Anytime you play a team in the division, it's going to be tough. You may see a, a Packers team that has figured it out a little bit. Maybe they make a trade. Maybe they make some moves and and try to, you know, figure some things out. Aaron Rodgers just really has no help. And sorry, sorry to say, just, you know, you hate to see it, but (laughs) you really do. But, you know, I I was looking, you know, yesterday he's got, you know, wide open. Amari Rodgers just drops it, just drops the pass. I'm like, man, this dude, man, he can't get any help. Sammy Watkins comes back yesterday. He just looks kind of like a shell of his former self. 
not even really giving full effort out there because you know he's coming off the the hamstring injury mm-hmm. and you know he's an injury prone guy so I do give the Vikings a, a good chance against um, a lot of these teams in their division. What's interesting is they didn't even have to play yesterday and they went up, you know, three games in the division, which is lovely for them. That being said, man, you thought the Lions would be a a little bit more competitive than they've been. They have regressed. Like, it it may be scary hours when it comes to Dan Campbell's job, which Mm -hmm. you hate it for him. He's a very likable guy. You know his heart is in the right place and he's trying, but – just the lack of effort, like only six points against Dallas. They get blanked against New England. Like this team was was one of the, the higher scoring offenses in the league. And then all of a sudden they, they can't do anything. And you're just like, what is going on? You know, they got a lot of talent across the board. For some reason, they just can't put it together. So I think that this team is going to be uh, the Vikings, I should say, is going to be in good shape against teams in their division. They just have to do what they've done, which is beat them. However it takes, no matter what the situation is, find a way to beat the other teams, and they should be in good shape. Yeah, Lions currently own the number one overall pick if the draft were to take place today. How? Bears, like, yeah, how? yeah, one and five, man, one and five. While the Bears own the 10th pick, they're two and five, only one game difference, and the Bears are picking 10. Doesn't really make sense. We'll see it all shake out here as these weeks progress. But at the end of the day, it was always going to be the Vikes and the Packers for the top spot, right? And despite how bad the Packers have looked, the way we collectively as media just talk about this Green Bay team right now, you'd think they were 0 and 6. They're not. They're three and four, and there's so much football left to be played. So even with the three-game lead right now, I just feel like this thing is far from over, especially as we talked about last night, this Viking schedule coming up. No gimmies. Coming up next, we're breaking down Rudy Gobert's game and how he's helped the T-Wolves through his first three games. But first, Vikes now 12-1 to to win the Super Bowl after that 5-1 and start. Kirk Cousins, 40-1 to win the MVP. Vikings open this week as three-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Cardinals coming out of the bye in the backyard at the bank. Make sure to keep tabs all season long. Check those odds out and more with BetOnline, BetOnline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info, you want it, they got it. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. NFL, MLB, NBA, even MMA and UFC. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Locked on Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app and enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day 
anytime. All right, real quick to basketball we go. Since we last spoke, Wolves have gone one and one. They're two and one now on the year. Both wins coming against the Thunder. Ant, he's put up 30 back-to-back games. Rudy Gobert, he's pulled in 38 rebounds in his last two contests. Reg, just break it down for me real quick. Early impressions of Rudy thus far. The good, the bad, the ugly. What you expected, how he's looked, in what ways has he made this team look different from what we saw last year? So I'll say there's not really much bad. Like, this Mm -hmm. dude looks as advertised. Like, I guess he flamed out in Utah. You know, they they just kind of needed something different. But Rudy here in Minnesota is awesome. Like, leading the team in rebounds every night, that's what they needed. If you go back to that series against Memphis, if they had a rebounder like Rudy Gobert, they may have had a better chance of beating Memphis. I mean, they had Memphis on the ropes to begin with. But adding a guy like Rudy, and you're probably talking about them getting out of the first round because the talent is there. And the talent continues to be there with a guy like Anthony Edwards continuing to ascend. You add a guy like Rudy, he has 16 rebounds through only 10 minutes of play last night. Are you kidding me? Like the dude is just a menace on both ends of the floor. You got the shot blocker. He's everything that the Wolves wanted him to be. And that is awesome for a guy like Tim Connolly making a big swing like that, bringing a a guy like Rudy in. You know, when the league is going small, he's going big. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to see. But the only bad part about it, the only bad part, Anthony Edwards made a comment on Friday night saying that he feels like he plays better when the lineup is smaller. Ooh. That's a problem, especially you because can't say that. Don't say that. I mean, the problem is, is he's right. He plays looser. I was talking to Larry McKenzie, legendary basketball coach here in Minnesota, and he was saying that Rudy and Cat, well, not really so much Cat, but Rudy being in the paint like that kind of clogs up the lane for Ant to really go work. You know, you, you've seen kind of the evolution of Ant's game finishing around the rim he's he's euroing to the to the mm-hmm. basket a lot and and really kind of finishing around the rim this season a lot more than than times past and i think he prefers to do that but sometimes when the lineup is so big and you got a guy like rudy just in the paint doing what he's supposed to be doing you know anthony edwards is settling for more jump shots and you know his shot is still evolving as he continues to grow in his game but that I, I think that would be the only bad part. They're still trying to figure out how to maximize everyone's game with this big lineup on the floor. I think Cat is still trying to figure his role out as well because mm-hmm. he's not a guy that is going in there and banging around in the paint. When you have a guy like Rudy down there, you're like, okay, that's his job. So Cat's like, okay, am I a jump shooter? Am I a, a spot-up right. guy? Am I a, a three-point guy? Like, what's going on here? And I think that's something that they're continuing to try to figure out. But what was interesting last night is they kind of went small-ish. A lineup of Edwards, Jordan McLaughlin, uh, Torian Prince, Jalen Noel, and Nas Reed. They had an eight-point lead to open the fourth, and it ended up going to 22 on a 24-10 to run. And so it's a bit of a smaller lineup. You know, Nas Reed is still, you know, the big, but – He's uh he's kind of like a um 
a stretch big, if you will, at times. And so it's kind of interesting. Finch kind of pulled the trigger on a different type of a lineup to get a little bit of a different result, and it paid off for him. That being said, it's like that's not a lineup that is necessarily sustainable, but now you see that's a lineup that you can go to when you need to provide a spark. Yeah, stats for Rudy seem to be solid for sure. Flash that offensive prowess in game one. He really wasn't asked to do much in Utah. Same old rebounding machine down in the paint. Love to see it. I'm with you, though. I'm just having a hard time through these first three games. It's so early, but figuring out what this identity of the team is going to look like, or more so, I mm -hmm. should say, what Chris Finch wants this whole thing to look like on a night-in, night-out basis. Wolves game four tonight, taking on the Spurs in the backyard at Target Center, currently nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Reg, you going to be there? You going tonight? Our guy Will will be there. Big Will's going to so be we'll, there. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be in the house. Care 11 will be in the house. Love to see it. I know it's early, but I feel like Wolves need to kind of take advantage of this soft schedule out the gate Absolutely. while they figure out their chemistry and identity. Because you know as well as I do, it won't be long until things get tough night in and night out with some really tough teams and some good litmus tests to see where this team is at right now. All right. Time has come. New favorite segment called Gimme One. Gimme One. First one up here, Rich. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> they lost to Taylor Heineke, former Viking Taylor Heineke Sheesh. in Washington, while Tampa Bay lost to Carolina after they just traded the farm away. Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, the whole thing. They're done, right? Nope. They take down Tampa. Give me one aging quarterback that looks officially burnt out at this point in their career. Is it A-Raj or is it Tom Brady? Who's looking worse? Who's the bigger mess right now? At times, Tom Brady has looked cooked. But mm -hmm. I'm not falling for that. You know, like the guy somehow always turns it around. I do understand he's 76 years old and he's still playing quarterback. But the problem is going against Tom Brady never seems to go well. And so I would love to say Tom just because he kind of looks old out there. You know, he has his complement of weapons out there. But for some reason, it's just not clicking like it's supposed to. Got their head coach talking about they're, they're broken right now. Like... That's a bit of a concern because, like, he's got Lenny there. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans. Like, he's got a full complement of his guys. Like, what the heck is going on? I think with Aaron Rodgers, you would like to say that he's cooked as well. But, like, like I said earlier, he's got guys out there that's not necessarily catching the ball for him. They're still trying to figure it out on offense. So I guess I would lean more Brady to Rodgers, but I still think it's fool's gold to go against Tom Brady. We talk about these teams like they're winless or one in five. Packers, listen, I'm with you, man. I can't count out either of them yet. I've seen this too many times, all right? Yes, this year seems a little bit more extreme, and these cold streaks are lasting a little bit longer than we're used to. But Tampa Bay is winning their division right now in the South. Them and the Falcons mm -hmm. are both three and four. And right now, because of tiebreakers, if the season were to end today, Tampa would be in the playoffs. So this thing's far from over by any means. And we know, we've seen in the past, what Brady and Rodgers can do. Last one, real quick, give me one. As the 2023 NFL draft order sits today, I already mentioned it, Lions have two first-round picks, one being the number one overall pick. The Philadelphia Eagles, undefeated, they have a top-five pick. And the Texans <laughs> have two top-five picks as well. Seahawks, the other team with two first-round picks as it sits today. Give me one team who has the best chance at improving the most 
after just one offseason next year? It's got to be Seattle for me. Look what they're doing with Geno Smith as quarterback. You got yeah. two first-rounders next year. You talk about drafting maybe a quarterback of the future mm -hmm. to, to sit and learn behind Geno if Geno continues to play well. You've got RB1. Kenneth Walker looks awesome. Stug. Looks awesome. Tariq Woolen looks like the next coming of Richard Sherman back there for them. Like he he's getting rookie of the year consideration on the defensive side with sauce. And so they they got some things cooking there. They've got the the receivers. We'll see what happens with DK Metcalf. He was carted off the field yesterday. See what the extent of his injury is. But like they've got weapons with Lockett, you know, the, the tight ends that they just always seem to find favor with, not to mention Noah Fant, who is a um a burgeoning superstar at the mm -hmm. tight end position as well. Like they've got some pieces on that team. And you talk about adding some premium first round talent along with what they already are doing. This team is leading the NFC West right now. Like, are you kidding me Why? after losing Russ and, 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 you know, just trading away your, your future, it seemed like it, it doesn't even matter for them right now. And I think that is awesome to see. They, for me, have the best upside next year. And then I guess you put Philly behind them, but Philly is already one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, to give them a top five pick just seems like cheating. Like we're playing Madden. Wow. I remember looking back at that Seattle draft, though, after they got all those picks and saying, oh my gosh, I was a huge Tariq Woolen fan. I didn't want to brag about it, kind of called it. Didn't think he'd be this good, but I was like, <laughs> this guy in Seattle just makes so much sense with Pete Carroll. Kind of what you said, Richard Sherman 2.0. Kenny Three Sticks, he's balling out. And then they drafted those oh, two man. offensive linemen, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, and they've both been studs. Now you get two first-round picks, and right now, if the draft were to be today, they'd have an early second-round pick as well. So you're talking about three more top 40 picks. You're right, Seattle's a great one. Uh, they look like they really worked the system with that Denver Bronco-Russell Wilson trade. All right, that's a wrap today. Back tomorrow, more superior sports talk on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. Remember, you got to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms. Subscribe, drop us a five-star review. Find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. And every night, check him out up on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow. Signing out. Be blessed. Spread love this week.